This episode is brought to you by Progressive Insurance. Whether you love true crime or comedy, celebrity interviews or news, you call the shots on what's in your podcast queue. And guess what? Now you can call them on your auto insurance too with the Name Your Price tool from Progressive. It works just the way it sounds. You tell Progressive how much you want to pay for car insurance and they'll show you coverage options that fit your budget. Get your quote today at Progressive.com to join the over 28 million drivers who trust Progressive. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Price and coverage match limited by state law. Presented by T-Mobile, the official wireless partner of Odyssey Sports. With an awesome network and great savings, there's never been a better time to join T-Mobile. Visit your neighborhood store to make the switch today. Nitty-gritty basketball talk. That's all that needs to be said. Yeah, there's one rule in the NBA I'd like to see some experimentation with. We're a show that likes to experiment. Our fans like to experiment. It's time for the NBA to liven things up a little bit. And it's on 92.3 The Fan Extra on the free Odyssey app live. And it's brought to you by Extend Technologies on 92.3thefan.com. The first four hours were simply in a moose-bouche. I'm stuffed. I can't remember the last time I ate this much. Sure you don't want no dessert? Not for me. Yeah, I'm good. Your table is ready for Carmen and Lima's emerging podcast scene. We're brought to you by Extend Technologies, the home of the Lima and Carmen package for only $139 a month. That's it. Find out how you can watch, just like Tone and I, for only $139 a month. And trust me, guys, it is exquisite. Go to Extend Technologies, X-T-E-N-D-A-V.com. This is going to be a fun episode because Tone, in the words of the Isley Brothers... Take me to the next phase. Set them up and knock them down here on the podcast. Welcome in, everybody. So happy to have you guys here on a Tuesday, a podcast Tuesday. So glad to be with you all on this amazing, amazing <laughs> sun-soaked Cleveland afternoon. Is there sun out there? Wow. No, no there isn't. There a little isn't. bit. Yeah, it's, it's peeking through. Okay, take me through it. Come on, let's go. So I'm watching Cavs Clippers last night, and in the background, I have all these voices in my head. What are we going to do to fix the NBA? Why is it so easy to score? Luka Doncic scoring 71 points. Was it 71, 72? Yes. What was it? Uh, instead of the universal praise I thought I'd see. Wasn't it three? Was it 73? 73. I woke up to more people complaining about the state of affairs in the NBA. Four times in the last two years, we've had 70. Uh, yeah, Donovan Mitchell is one yeah. of them. He had 72. 71. Did Devin 71. Booker get 70? I, I think he, thought did. he did. He got 70. Okay. So uh, they tried to do it with uh, Carl um, Anthony Towns, Carl and, they Anthony Towns him. <laughs> and then they benched him. <laughs> then they benched him. Now that will never happen again, I don't think. Uh, unless it's Carl Anthony Towns, in which I think they will absolutely <laughs> bench him again. <laughs> I mean, kind of, I'm like, part of me is going, dude, you guys are in the playoffs. It's a regular season. Yeah. Stop acting like you're above entertainment. Stick his ass out there and go for it. I'm serious. Yeah. I, like, honestly, like if I'm general manager, like, guys, we're going to the playoffs. Part of this is an entertainment business. Get your head out of your ass and let him go score all those points. Sorry, go ahead. So I'm looking at the numbers Wait, right now. we should now. have a big argument about that. This, Yeah, we should. This year, we, we do such a better job of prep during the show than we do before the show. So offensive <laughs> rating in the NBA, 115.9. That is up 1.1 over last year. Mm. Last year was the highest offensive rating since uh, the history of basketball since they've been keeping track of offensive rating points per game. A lot of people like to talk about points per game. That's a, that's an antiquated way of looking at basketball and sports in general with all the analytical models we have. However, I can tell you, I still got to have more than the other team uh, that points per game right now, you don't win in PFF right now in the NBA, 115.6. That is 0.9 ahead of, 
ahead of last year. 0.9 ahead of last year, 114.7. Last year was the highest points per game we have had since the late great 1967, 1968 year when there was an insane amount of possessions in those NBA games. Ridiculous. That would have been Wilt and yes. that's why Oscar that era. Oscar Robertson, that's the, the, the famous uh, triple-double season that yep. we compared all the LeBron years to, but we didn't compare the possessions. So we can all agree something has happened in basketball over the last 10 years more specifically, mm -hmm. the Steph Curry era. What has happened? Three-point shooting. Mm -hmm. More specifically, teams on the floor now have four or five guys at all times that can shoot the three. Not just guards. When I was young, it was just Mark Price. It was just Craig Elo. That's it. And they only got like three or four or five a game. Now, not only the guards are shooting the threes, the forwards are shooting the threes, the seven-footers are shooting the threes. Your tallest player in the league right now, I believe, is it Wembyama? Might be Wemby. Or is it the uh, the actor? Who is the guy with the, the huge ears that appeared in the Adam Sandler movie on Netflix? God, I can't remember his name. He's in all those commercials. He uh, he might Boban? be the tallest. George yes. Mirasan. Yes, you're right. Oh. Yeah, it's Boban. He has a uh, goldfish commercial. Anyway. It is Boban. They're shooting threes. Like the seven-footers are all shooting threes in the NBA. League has changed. It's never going back. We can all agree on that. Yes, it's a Jason Lloyd league right now. Yeah, the skill set is such. So much so, the Cavs won a big game last night. Jason Lloyd comes out with a story this morning. Uh, the Cavs are not getting to the promised land unless Evan Mobley starts shooting threes. Yeah, they win a great game against the Clippers. And he comes. You guys are bitching at me about not flipping the switch. He came up with a hit piece. Yeah, about your number three overall pick from three years ago that can't shoot threes. So, brings me to a potential rule change. I'm watching two minutes last night left in the game. And James Harden basically has two feet at the very edge of the key in the painted area with two minutes left of a, it was either a two or three possession game. Stop the clock, whistle. Uh, they had to explain that we're going to have a defensive three seconds. That's one, one free throw. We know what happens when the Cavs get whistled for defensive three seconds. Jared Allen starts screaming. <laughs> and so much so that last year in a nationally televised game, the media crushed the Cavs. Like, what are you doing? Why are you celebrating That's right. This? I remember that. And Jared Allen had to explain, no, our coaches love when we get three seconds because it's so exaggerated <laughs> what we're doing defensively that this is how we want to defend. We want to defend, uh, make it tough on teams to finish inside, etc. So I thought to myself, why do we still have a three-second violation in the NBA? Think about it. Who was paying the price ultimately for James Harden in the paint? Who's paying the price? I'd argue the Clippers are the team paying the price. Like, let's say there was no defensive three seconds. If he wants to stand there and stand in the lane, what does that make it easier for me to do as an offensive team? It makes it easier for me to simply throw the ball to the wing or to the short corner or whatever and shoot the easiest three there is in basketball. If you want to defend and pack the paint and I have the personnel to beat it from the outside, well, by golly, I'm going to shoot threes by and we're going to make them and it's up to you. We're going to put the onus on you on what you're going to do defensively. So why is that still a call in today's NBA? They implemented it in 2001 Defensive three seconds because the game, they called it jail, jail ball. It was. It was insane. It was not fun to watch. You can say prison watch. ball, can't you? They called it prison ball. It was, okay. it was really bad to watch. 
It was really bad. I don't know, man. Playing play, playing quote unquote prison ball at Summerdale Park was a lot of fun back. I in would the day. like to watch that. <laughs> Put it on that sounds like Summerdale Park ball, though. Yeah, they should call it. Oh that. yeah, it's true. Yeah. Uh, the reason they were doing it is because if Doug you remember, Edwards watching from his porch. The the early two thousands, the post Michael Jordan era, the game became unwatchable. The games were so physical. At any time, you only had like two shooters on the floor. Uh-huh. The talent level in the NBA was stuck in a weird situation because of the high school players that had jumped but did not have the game that was ready to play. Now guys jump and can play instantly. Mm-hmm. It's just a different league. But you had grown men. You had physicality like we hadn't seen. And the skill level was not in a good spot in the NBA, which led us to some of the worst NBA finals we had ever had. You remember notably the Jason Kidd Nets, the New Jersey Nets. I think they played in Newark at the time. It was ugly. They played the San Antonio Spurs. Was it a rematch? Same building as the Devils. Yes. Did we get back-to-back? I remember ABC had the finals, and they had Brad Nessler on the call one year, Al Michaels on the other year, Sal Mesakela doing sideline reporting from X-Sports. That was... I think you got... It was a dark time. Boy, those were. You got those Spurs were. and then Lakers, but okay. Nets twice. <sighs> those were some years I clearly have blocked out of and, my memory. And a lot of people did because there was no Michael Jordan. Yeah, I think that's what yeah. it was. I'm gonna look. Remember, Tracy yeah. McGrady. They were trying to, and Vince Carter, Kobe Bryant. That was your league. Ray Allen, I believe, was starting to. Boy, I wax on poetically yeah. about that era, and I. Scoring Maybe wise, it wasn't as good as I thought it was. So how bad was it? I just told you points. So how bad was it? Points per game this year, right now in the NBA, 115.6. During the era I just told you about, whoa boy, 94.8. Holy crap. 94.8. O- <laughs> offensive rating. Wait a minute, wait a minute. 103. 114. Yes. It went from 94 yes. to 114 in 20 years. Yes. And the offensive rating was what? It's a different league. Uh, that year in the NBA, Whoa. it was at 103. Boy, the 2000-2001 year was the absolute nadir of NBA basketball. From an excitement standpoint, I mean, maybe your parents are going, that's when Kobe won the won the first title against the Pacers, and that's when I got into basketball. It, it was ugly. I mean, it was really ugly. Jeez. And nobody had the skill level to shoot like they do now where every guy on the floor. If you got a guy in your roster that can't shoot, he better be the best defensive player in the NBA. He better be incredible. And even the best defensive players in the league right now, Dylan Brooks is shooting a high percentage from three-point range. He's like, also slapping LeBron in the face. And he can slap LeBron in the face. So they implemented defensive three seconds. They got rid of illegal defense. Illegal defense because they don't want zone defense. Now they're like, hey, zone all you want, but we're going to have a defensive three seconds. I think I'm starting to advocate that I don't think you need a defensive three seconds because it just do it at your peril. If you want to pack the paint, then do it. We don't have all the now. centers are starting to come back again in the NBA, but it's because they're so skilled. They're shooting and they're posting up and they're passing. They can do it all. We're thinking back then they had to have defensive three seconds and offensive three seconds really enforced because Shaquille O'Neal was just going to so put his away, ass in the paint if and you what take were you going to do? If you take away defensive three seconds, yeah, does that mean you're you're still going to have to come out on me? Isn't that right? If you want to pack the paint, put all five guys in the paint, we're just going to shoot threes and we're yeah. going to kill you. You couldn't do that in 2000. No. The, the teams did not have the skill, did not have the shooting, did not have the smarts. Now, is there a movement to get rid no. of a defensive three I, seconds? I, this I, this is your thought. May, everybody's trying to solve 
this scoring, the Luka Doncic 73 points became the poster child for it's too easy to score in the NBA now. How do we change the rules? Well, Luka's a really good player. Why would he be the... If you watch the game... Uh, I did not see the game live. Going, I apologize. Going to the foul line. Uh, it's impossible to, to defend these guys. They can get their shot off. Uh, they give them this Euro step through move. This happened last night. Jason Tatum, not Jason Tatum. Uh, last night, Paul George got called for a foul where he went up in the air, mm-hmm. made contact because Donovan Mitchell, full speed ahead, actually Euro stepped around him. And Paul George is looking at the ref going, Look at the replay. I went backwards. This isn't just verticality. I went backwards. How is it a foul on me? And they're like, well, you made contact. It's impossible not to make contact. If I'm an offensive player and I'm Euro stepping around you, I'm, I'm good at finishing with contact. I'm going to draw contact. I don't remember the time you showed us in a studio how Euro step went. It was great. On the gather. Where they, the they, gather. they allowed you that extra one. step. Yeah. So every guy can do this now. I watched a high school game four weeks ago, three weeks ago, Where? every kid oh, on yeah. the floor. Holy war. It's a holy war. Every kid on the floor had a Euro step. Used to be a high-level move. Used to be a, a move that you had to have the top polish to be able to do it because it's tough to finish off one foot. There's a whole thing about one-footed jumpers versus two-footed jumpers. Now every high school kid has a Euro step. It's no longer a high-level move. And in the NBA, they're doing a Euro step full speed. There's simply no way to avoid contact. It's an impossible game to officiate. So we're all looking at ways to officiate the game differently. And I'm telling you, there is no way. There is no way to be in a legal guarding position if I'm backpedaling and you are putting your head down and you have long arms because your 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 wingspan is taller than you are as an individual. Mm-hmm. Like, there's no way there's not going to be contact. There's going to be two free throws anytime they want. How do they fix this in the playoffs? They just don't call all the fouls. They just don't. It's just more physical. Folks, they just don't call it all. We got some nitty-gritty basketball talk going on here. So it is my contention that you don't need defensive three seconds. And I'm even willing to go a step further. In 1936, as part of the great game that originated in Canada, thanks to Dr. James Naismith, that they instituted the offensive three-second violation. Tell me more. I don't know that we need offensive three seconds. If teams want to stick their center in the middle of the key. Remember in the 80s, every team had a center from Patrick Ewing to Mark Eaton to Akeem Olajuwon. So get rid of both three-second violations. I think it's up to you to play how you want to play. And if you want to give up, say you're not a good three-point shooting team. You're not as good as these other teams that are knocking down 20 on any given night and scoring 60 points or three-point range. Fine. You want to put your center in the key? You want to put your power forward down in the key, too, and that's better for you to try to space them out, and you want to pound the post? That is a different way, and then we get some versatility in the way that these teams play the game of basketball. Right now, there's no versatility. This episode is brought to you by Progressive Insurance. Whether you love true crime or comedy, celebrity interviews or news, you call the shots on what's in your podcast queue. And guess what? Now you can call them on your auto insurance, too, with the Name Your Price tool from Progressive. It works just the way it sounds. You tell Progressive how much you want to pay for car insurance, and they'll show you coverage options that fit your budget. Get your quote today at Progressive.com to join the over 28 million drivers who trust Progressive. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Price and coverage match limited by state law. Okay, picture this. It's Friday afternoon when a thought hits you. I can waste another weekend doing the same old whatever, or I can conquer it. I can hop into my all-new Hyundai Santa Fe and hit the road. Any road. The steeper, the better. 
because my all-new Santa Fe is available with H-Track all-wheel drive so I can hit the trail without a worry in the world. Heck, with three rows and best-in-class rear cargo space, I can pack the whole family in with all our gear. We've got available dual wireless charging for our phones so we'll never lose touch with civilization and we won't lose touch with the primordial power of Mother Earth. So which is it? Waste the weekend or do something a little more epic? And conquer it in the all-new Hyundai Santa Fe. Visit HyundaiUSA.com or call 562-314-4603 for more details. Hyundai, there's joy in every journey. TuneIn is the audio platform with something for everyone. News. In order to secure convictions in a court of law, it is essential that we conclusively. Sports. That clock at four. Donchich. The step back three. You bet. Music. You set my world on fire. Yes, and even podcasts. Whatever you love, hear it right here on TuneIn. Go to TuneIn.com or download the TuneIn app to start listening. Versatility, not much. I mean, the Cavs are as close to it when, when they've got their two centers as you get. Uh, maybe the uh, uh, you know the Utah Jazz are trying to do that a little bit with marketing. Mm. Most every team is just spacing it out, high screen and roll, and you can't defend. You can't defend because of the spacing in the NBA. So, is it your contention then that mm-hmm. this, well, this first off, will this con- combat uh, scoring the the amount of scoring the too much scoring argument? So, I still think scoring is going to be high. I just think the basketball might look a little more varied than just hey, every night it's the it's the first team to seventeen three point makes wins the game. That's not great basketball. Now in the playoffs, it changes, mm-hmm. and it changes because they allow physicality. The floor, as you say, they they they. It, it's a totally different game. The defenses try so much harder than they do in the regular season, uh, so it kind of fixes itself in some ways. To me, I'm a huge NBA junkie. I'll watch the game no matter what, but I do not enjoy the game right now. I think it's ridiculous how easy it is to with the spacing there is in the NBA and the way they allow. You to euro step and as skilled as the offensive players are, I think it's too easy to score. Is it your is it your opinion then that the argument of they don't play defense is false? Are they playing well, defense, but because of these rules, they yeah, cannot play it effectively? They don't play the defense in a regular season that they do in the playoffs. That is true. It's, but I think it's always been that way. I think it yes. That's in the true days also. of Michael with hand checking, I, th- yeah, I still you think can go it was back that and way. watch guys. You can watch. Teams on the back of a <laughs> of a back to back, second night of back to back in 1988. Uh, and oh, by the way, those players were doing, and this isn't reckless speculation. They were doing copious amounts of drugs. They were up all night. They were partying. They were getting themselves into trouble. And then the next day, they weren't playing defense. <laughs> okay, I think we've got nostalgia working against us. We have selective memory on what those games look like. And let's not act like training was was. Uh, Pinnacle peak physical training back then, like it was. Either way, AC Green wasn't doing oh, it. Oh, some of the guys were jacked. Somebody showed. Uh, who's the guy? I, I don't understand why we have his. Uh, was it Nate Thurman? Somebody, somebody showed <laughs> Nate Thurman. He is jacked. Yeah, yeah, he is jacked back then. So some guys obviously took it seriously, or they took something else. All yeah, that the, is those to, were the early. Days. All that is to say is, I'm interested in making the game look a little different from team to team. What do we love about the NFL right now? My God, every team has their own style. Like, you would think if, oh, the McVay offense worked and he has a coaching tree, every team is going to look like the McVay tree. They don't. They don't all look like Shanahan. These teams are all running for their personnel, at least the good ones are. They are looking at what their personnel is good at, and they're running that. 
In the NBA, I think not that trend that. is starting to run its course. Maybe, maybe, but I'll talk about that another okay. time. We're in nitty gritty basketball, and I like this. Yeah, yeah. So I like the sport when hey, this team plays this way. This team plays totally different and plays this way, and they make it work. And the key is not to not to get sucked into the way they play. Now they're all playing like the Pacers, uh, the the Phoenix Suns. Seven seconds or less. The, the team that really changed it all. I mean, I'll say Steph Curry and the Warriors, mm-hmm. but they were the first ones to it. They're like, the math is kind of stupid. Let's push the pace. Let's get more possessions. Our players are better at, at open floor basketball, and let's shoot more threes. Now they're all doing it, and it's not going the other way. Why would the team stop? Look at the percentage. The percentages have gone up this year, and they're massively greater than they were 20 years ago, the three-point shooting. What is the argument against taking out the three-second violation? So I think they'd be worried that it would go back to when a legal defense, um, when they were worried about having, they had to have a legal defense because you did not have the clear pathways to the lane, which then hampered the ability of the great finishers and the most most athletic specimens you had in the league. The Kyrie's. Finishing, and really, but but also the guys that, you're right, he was he's Greatest a great finisher. finisher I've ever seen. But but the other guys, too, that could finish above the rim and put the great highlights together, I think they'd be worried that if you pack the paint, you don't get that. To me, I, I like I like it, hey, if you want to pack the paint, we'll shoot threes and we'll kill you that way. Oh, now you got to come out and guard us? Now we'll get to the basket. Hmm. Like it forces teams to have more strategy right now what is the strategy i know there's nine ways to defend a pick and roll i get that but you're seeing the same stuff every night high screen at the top of the key you might have a flare screen in the corner you might have on this possession oh we want to get this guy involved we might want to get struce involved let's run him off a staggered screen or a pin down we might do that for possession but the majority of the game hey high screen and roll space them out drive to the basket kick get the passes going Every team's doing that. Is that exciting basketball to people? We do have a Cavs update, by the way. Uh, Sham Sharanya uh, says that Cavs guard Darius Garland out since December 14th with a fractured jaw. Plans to return Wednesday versus the Pistons. League sources tell the Athletic and Stadium Cleveland becomes whole this week as it loads with Evan. There we go. Cleveland becomes whole this week with Evan Mobley and Darius Garland. So guess what, buddy? Thursday, May- nah, they can't beat the Pistons and I go flipping the switch. <laughs> but it's time to at least clean up around the switch, get it dusted off and ready. Yeah. Riveting. Yeah, you're right. Riveting analysis. Well, they have the they have the soft spot in the schedule coming up. So, yeah, right. uh, but a good time. Not good, until good, good time to figure out your rotations the against the Philly, February twelfth. That's the day that's kind of well. Hopefully, eyeballed right now. hopefully Owen Joel Embiid does not dodge this game the way he's been dodging some oh, of the big name centers. Of course, he will. Now he has. Uh, now, we beat him earlier this year, did we I not? I love how we talk about Joel Embiid dodging other centers like no. he's a fighter. Like no. he's a prize fighter. Oh, you've been dodging me. But, man, he's also he is also just – you watch Joel Embiid play right now. This is part of the skill that we're talking about that just, I felt like didn't exist in the league in 2000. Joel Embiid from two-point, two-point jumper range, okay? And most of his two-point jumpers are coming left elbow extended, probably a little further back. Give me a footage. What are we talking, 18 feet? Yeah, 18, 19 feet. Okay. He is shooting like 57%. Who is? I'm <laughs> Joel Embiid. He's not missing. That's an insane percent. Might be closer to 60. It's an insane percentage what Joel Embiid is doing. And it's just it just goes to show that this league, it's in a good place talent-wise. But it's almost so talented, 
and the officials can't really officiate the game to scale down some of the scoring. Do you think that's then, become a boring game to watch at times for do me? Do you think we're fixing? Wow! So you're saying it's boring? Just teams coming down shooting threes is not exciting. It just isn't. And this would take away three point opportunities. Well, I don't know that. That's why I'm, I, I think it's worth experimenting. Like even if there was no defensive three seconds, wouldn't they still just shoot threes? They would. They would. However, would this make it more? Uh, would this make there a better chance for cuts to the rim to be? And then you're taking easy twos, yeah, not be, at the block, but layups, yeah. and then until they stop that, and then that frees you open for threes and, and again. Look, but that's that's part of the strategy. We're getting with a, no illegal defense. Yeah, we're getting a lot of that now anyway. Because this has turned into an interview. I'm loving what most, I'm hearing now. This teams, is great. Most teams have figured out analytically, and I don't know why we needed analytics for this. Most teams have figured out the only baskets worth shooting are layups, dunks, and wide-open threes. Those are the buckets. When we watched Kobe Bryant when we were in high school and college, and we watched Carmelo Anthony a little bit later on, it was the struggle of the contested turnaround Turnaround fadeaway. from the left shoulder. Yes. Yeah. Yes. And yes, Kobe was amazing at it. Tracy McGrady was amazing at it. Ray Allen could do it. You're right, because you'd see Kobe. But it was a dumb shot. You'd see all this stuff. You'd go, man, he did all that for two? Right. You should do all that for three. Like That's what why I, DeMar DeRozan yeah. doesn't make sense in today's NBA. He's still really good at it. Yeah. But it doesn't make sense. These are just, just bad shots. These are low-percentage shots. Kawhi last night, Kawhi decided, I'm going to take a bunch of uh, turnaround 15-footers. He makes all of them. But they only count for two points while we're coming down hammering threes. Mm-hmm. I think the NBA needs to at least admit that it's a bit of a problem. I think it's been a turnoff to the fans just watching – Guys run up and down the floor and shoot threes for 48 minutes a night in the regular season and watch guys parade at the free throw line. That's not that's not a good sport. There's no rhythm to that. That's that gets a little clunky. And then the teams the, on the nights they're not hitting threes. I want Terminator to hear this. I mean, last night, you can you make the argument that was last night. I love the win. It was exciting because the fans were into it. The fans that were there knew cheap ticket prices, we're going, and we get to see everybody. I got a question. So they about were that. loud, they were fun. It was fun that we beat them. If you were being honest, neither team could make a three at a very high rate. It was a lot of clank, run down clank, run down clank. Well, I loved what happened at the end of the first half. They got three chances. <laughs> yeah, yeah. They had two offensive rebounds, they got yeah. three chances, then a coro of all people who had a great first half. Hits the three to finish off that That's run. Awesome. What was it? Fourteen three to end the yeah. end the half, yep. which was a great run. Yep. And and because I'm going, man, I don't run away because I, I again I love the conversation and I'm not going to drag it out further than what it needs to about flipping the switch and playing against good teams. Well, the Clippers are a good team and they've had a very good January, but I was hoping they would do what they did. Obviously, I was hoping the Cavs would do what they did. I didn't know they would do it that effectively. And they battled in the third quarter and then were able to get yeah. away from them in the fourth yeah, quarter. Karis hit that big three. Exactly. I got him. I've become, like, I know last year I was like, ah, you know, we got kind of a bit of a Karis LeVert thing, but I'm not going to say anything about him because of his last name. I'm a real big enjoyer of Karis LeVert. He's I'm awesome. a very He's so large enjoyer of Karis He's LeVert. been instrumental this year. When yeah. he is in there, he has helped out the shorthanded Cavs. Without, yeah, exactly. They put capable, more in his hands, and he, he has been. He is capable of scoring, to dump. As scoring at every level. Almost said he's been the tease. <laughs> I was like, whoa, you can't say that. I mean, when he's got his game going. He's got a little little bit of Jamal Crawford in there. He's Jeez, you're pulling out names. He's, Here he's, we go. He's got the, as the kids like to say, Kenny, he's got the bag. 
That's a one way to put it. Yeah. Now let me ask you about the, the attendance real quick. I did notice watching the game last night. We, we never yeah. played the PA announcer, by the way. Oh, yeah. <laughs> the defense. We never defense. played it. When they run can offense. I, I, if I tease something in about last totally night, you got to use it, I damn totally it. forgot. Anyway. I noticed it was a bit sparse up there in the uh, in the upper deck yesterday. It's yeah. called Loudville. Kid. Yes, but I know because they're still drinking Loudville? at the bar. It's still Loudville. Oh yeah, they got the big they're bar drinking at the one at end. The standing they're at the bar. Budweiser Brew House, Ken. That looks fun. One of us. I've is never an got to use it. Of the oh wow! Well, congratulations on all your success. I uh, I was I wanted to ask you. Okay, they couldn't all have been drinking at the bar. <laughs> They couldn't all you have been doing it. It's a January night in Cleveland. Maybe Kenny. they were. They got Humongo Tron. But they can't all be drinking at the bar. And my contention was, I don't think the fans believed that Kawhi Leonard was going to play in that game. Or that Paul George was going to play in that game. Or James Harden was going to play in that game. And I think people are going, I ain't paying that price. That's why there were $8 tickets last night. Do you agree with that? I think yeah. the tickets actually went down as well. Because yeah, right think, now okay. they've got yeah. this. Jesus, you paid less than eight dollars to go right? see the Cavs play the Clippers with I, those three guys I think the and Pistons your Cavs are coming to town tomorrow and they're three dollars. Will right there now be or... more people at the Pistons game than there were at the Clippers game? Oof! Because it's like, hey, you're coming to see the Cavs. I'll tell you. And Kate Cunningham, no, I, yes, I do think right now you're about to see this change. I know we didn't flip the switch in studio. I think the fans we're down to one football game left in the season. Yeah. Uh, we know that now I think people are starting to buy in. Even if you were like, uh, uh, we're good. We're going to be fun. It was bad the way we lost last year. I'll just wait. I think you've waited. The team has responded. They have, I think in many ways, taken the pressure off their head coach. And now it's, now it's time to see like, can we move up the standings? Can we, can we get to an easy first round opponent right. actually instead of having to go with a with a battle royale against the freaking Knicks again? What I don't want to have happen. I think, though, I think fans are gonna start coming. So Darius comes back tomorrow. Yep. Okay. Darius comes back tomorrow. I do not want it. It's gotta work with these guys all on the floor. I can't do the whole because one of the annoying things when they first started heating up at the beginning of January was the inundation of do we need Evan Mobley? Do we need Darius Garland? Do we need Donovan Mitchell? Even a little bit of Jared Allen. Like, I don't want to do Tradio in the middle of a basketball season no. where I can't advocate to trade any of these guys. Like, Jared Allen, I thought might be the piece last year, at the certainly at the end. And now he's playing the and best I'm going, basketball you can't, of his career. You can't move this guy. You cannot move this guy. He is playing so exceedingly well. And I know he's a fan favorite, and I'm like, well, you can't just keep him around because he's a fan favorite. And then people got mad at him at the end of the season because he admitted something that was probably true. But you can't hate that guy. But the more and more he plays, but a lot the more of people and more he does like interviews. This, but a lot of people turned around and said, if we're trading anybody, this is the guy. It made him an easy trade commodity yeah. for a lot of the fans out there because of what he said. I'll admit it. I concocted some. And you did. Some because, well, we, we also looked at it with with some quote unquote common sense and said, hey, you ain't trading Darius Garland, you're not trading Mitchell, you're not trading Mobley. There's one guy there you can trade that has value. And that would have been Jared Allen. But now you just can't do no. it. So now I got four guys I can't trade. You're not moving on from Jared Allen whatsoever. So the other other one is a Coro and now all of a sudden I'm liking what I'm seeing out of a Coro. <laughs> he and he's great defensively. I need a guy to yeah. I need a guy to step in there and get in people's ass defensively. No, he's been he's been terrific. And <laughs> I can't wait to see how this team manages and JB manages this rotation. Because I already saw complaints. It's like we're going to complain after wins about rotations. Yes, we will. But Sam Merrill, Craig Porter Jr., they're going to mm -hmm. be out. <laughs> we'll see. And Sam Merrill maybe is just going to be 
in the playoffs, maybe they're just going to bring him in in some some very, very specific situations. But I mean, with more people that. coming in, maybe it makes it easier for the Struce Moose. Just throwing it Look good last night. Yeah, he did. Both ends. Struce! They didn't hear you say it again. Struce! This episode is brought to you by Progressive Insurance. Whether you love true crime or comedy, celebrity interviews or news, you call the shots on what's in your podcast queue. And guess what? Now you can call them on your auto insurance, too, with the Name Your Price tool from Progressive. It works just the way it sounds. You tell Progressive how much you want to pay for car insurance, and they'll show you coverage options that fit your budget. Get your quote today at Progressive.com to join the over 28 million drivers who trust Progressive. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Price and coverage match limited by state law. Okay, picture this. It's Friday afternoon when a thought hits you. I can spend another weekend doing the same old whatever, or I can hop into my all-new Hyundai Santa Fe and hit the road. With available H-Track all-wheel drive and three-row seating, my whole family can head deep into the wild. Conquer the weekend in the all-new Hyundai Santa Fe. Visit HyundaiUSA.com or call 562-314-4603 for more details. Hyundai, there's joy in every journey. Tune in is the audio platform with something for everyone. News. In order to secure convictions in a court of law, it is essential that we conclusively. Sports. The clock at four. Donchich. The step back three. You bet. Music. You set my world on fire. And even podcasts. Whatever you love, hear it right here on TuneIn. Go to TuneIn.com or download the TuneIn app to start listening.